0: life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact when strung together the transformation is magical join us and let's color outside the lines welcome to the catalyst podcast here you're going to meet jenna rainey she is a watercolor artist surface pattern designer and illustrator born and raised in southern california What started as a stress-relieving activity from a desk job in finance quickly turned into the creative business of her dreams. Art unlocked something in her that changed every aspect of her life. She now inspires hundreds of thousands of people to find and express their own creative voice through her YouTube channel, best-selling watercolor how-to books, art retreats, and online courses. Jenna's work is mostly inspired by nature, travel photos, architecture, and textiles. Her signature vibrant loose style florals, landscapes, and geometric designs are found in collaborations with brands like Blue Sky for Staples, Creighton Kids, Pixar, Love Very, Toki Mats, Zola, and more enjoy this inspiring and colorful conversation with Jenna. We talk all about flow and how it's important. You'll learn her tips on getting into flow instantly and what she likes to do every morning as well as at the start of some of her classes to get her participants engaged in flow state. I love this interview, so enjoy. Oh my goodness. Jenna Rainey, I am so excited to talk with you. I've been waiting for this. It's almost like looking on another side of a mirror because I feel like we're two different sides of the same coin. And from the little snippets I've even seen, you know, on the the social media and just what you're doing with your life and your career, I have a feeling this conversation is going to resonate with so many of our listeners. So thank you, Jenna, for coming on the podcast. Thank you
1: so much, Dr. Laura, for having me, for joining me on my course the other week, whenever that
0: was, and I'm excited to chat. Yes, I'm really excited to learn, you know, as I watch what you say, which, you know, neuro you know, linguists would say what we say really is like a peek into our own brain. The things you say in your course and online are so, so similar to the mission I have is teaching flow and creativity that that is medicinal and it's necessary and it's it's really important for our well-being. So tell me a little bit about how you you aren't a traditional artist. I mean, you started in finance. you have this interesting journey that brought you to what watercolors. So if you don't mind telling the the listeners how you got to this point,
1: Yeah, so I have been around art supplies pretty much my whole life, uh, thanks to my mom. And both of my grandmothers, actually, on both sides were painters. They did a lot of oil and acrylic painting. And so I was around art supplies growing up. I I attribute that to my kind of just confidence around art supplies and not really having that initial, where do I get started? What supplies do I buy? You know, kind of Mm -hmm. initial hurdles with art that usually comes with a lot of people. And so I wouldn't say that I was like a really determined artist growing up or that I was like called an artist, even by my friends or family. It was just my family. We always did creative things. I was homeschooled in junior high due to some learning disabilities. And so we did a lot of art because my mom was interested in that. And so we did a lot of that. And so, but I never really thought of it as like, oh, I'm going to do this professionally one day. I thought originally, I thought I was going to be a professional soccer player. And then I thought I was going to be a professional musician, like writing music. And so I did creative things, but it was not art related. It was music was my was my creative outlet growing up. And I was like, yep, music is my thing. And then fast forward to When I went to college, I went to Chicago actually and lived, I lived there and studied there for seven years and I was studying psychology. And so I was, you know, thinking that my path was going to be some sort of therapist, psychotherapist, something along those lines, maybe a music therapist. And then I got through like my third or fourth year and hit what you would like to, what everyone, you know, what you study burnout, right? absolutely school is not my thing, or at least that school, you know, like I, I love learning now. And it's like my biggest obsession because I've found something that I'm very interested in learning about. And so in college, I was like, I don't think I can go back and get my master's and then get my PhD. Like, I don't know if therapy, I don't know if psychology is my thing. And so I waited tables for a while. I got a job at a financial planning office that moved me back out to California And when we moved, when my husband and I moved out to California, which is where I'm from, Southern California, um, you know, for that job, the financial planning job, we moved into our apartment and our moving truck company that was kind of holding all of our stuff from Chicago till we found a place in Southern California, dropped off all of the moving stuff, all the boxes, all the furniture, and we start unpacking everything. And there's a box of art supplies that is not marked. It doesn't have a name on it and it's not my stuff. And it has acrylic paint, paint brushes, calligraphy supplies. And this was 2012. Ah, Yeah. So it was very serendipitous. I opened the box. I, um, you know, called the moving truck company, like, is anybody missing any art supplies? Cause this isn't mine and nobody ever gave me a call back. So I busted it open and it became my therapy because I was commuting very, very long commutes every day to my day job. Felt like my soul was just being ripped right out of my my chest. <laughs> I don't know if that's where the soul resides, but uh, <laughs> it just didn't feel aligned. I did. I was 23, and I was just like, okay, what am I doing with my life? Like, I know I'm not going to go back to school right now. Maybe in the future. But you know, what is my direction? What is my purpose? What am I doing? And so per the encouragement of my husband, John, who's been like very supportive from day one, same thing with my parents and my friends, which I attribute a lot of my success to is the support team around me. But he encouraged me to start posting my work, my artwork, which I was staying up until three in the morning because I was so obsessed with this, this new thing that I found, watercolor, which it was just watered down acrylic paint at the time for me. Um, and he encouraged me to start posting it on this thing called Instagram. And it was, you know, Instagram had been around for a couple of years, but it was not at all what it is today. You know, like we posted our shoes and like right. with a terrible <laughs> sepia toned filter over it, like the OG Instagram filters. And then we moved to ViscoCam, which was a little bit of an upgrade. But the cameras on the phones were not great. You know, that was like really just bootstraps, OG Instagram. And so (laughs) I started posting my work on Instagram for my 15 followers, you know, my family members and my closest (laughs) friends. (laughs) I I didn't question it. I I wasn't ever like, why am I posting this? Why am I posting my artwork to like these people who know me and see me all the time? It's so strange. But I did. And, you know, fast forward a little bit through this long story short, I started getting work. I started getting people asking, like, will you address my envelopes for my wedding invitations? Because I was doing calligraphy, too, because that box had some calligraphy stuff in it. Anyway, so that's kind of how it all started. And I um, worked my little tail off for six months and was able to quit my day job, my financial planning job, also due to the support that I had from my husband, because, he was working at a used car salesman place. He was a used car salesman at CarMax. And so it wasn't like he was raking in the dough. We, we often throughout those first couple of years of me starting my business, were like, I don't know how we're going to pay rent. Like this is very, very tight. <laughs> um, but he was very supportive and I was able to quit and we just like, I hustled my booty off and, now I do I have three how-to watercolor books through Penguin Random House. I teach online courses to creative business owners. I'm coming out with which you're in this course. We did an interview with you in this course, The Art Within, which is a you know a course on creating your best original artwork through Flow State and a lot of other things. So it's merging my kind of history with psychology, my love of psychology, because I really do love understanding our behaviors and understanding why people do the things that they do. And then also my history with my own trauma, with my own, like figuring things out with my body, my health, my mind, my mental health, all of it and um, art and how it's changed my life. So
0: uh, I love that Jenna and you bring all of that together and this is sort of a role model, which I think is the new way that a lot of the younger generations are growing up, seeing that you don't have to be one career for the rest of your life. You don't have to make the one decision and get your pension till you die and stay at a miserable job. And you're taking pieces of the elements of things you're interested in and making it unique and making it your own path. And what I love most is, you know, you're just... That curious open-mindedness, which is obviously what you know, highly creative people are, is just sitting with the unknown and saying, well, What can I do with it? And here you are, gifted this mysterious box, you know. And some might say that is quote, total divine intervention. And you just played and have now created a, a career for yourself that is all unique and all you, and just helping other people see that art is essential and it's therapeutic and it help it can help you dive into expressing things when words. Can can't do it, you know, and, and it's so metaphorical and symbolic. And I'm sure, you know, you talk a lot about this as most people that do art, you know, sometimes things don't make sense, even as you're making the painting happen until the very end. Um, So tell me more about like your, your connection with the physiology sort of hinted at in whatever, you know, you're comfortable sharing on your medical journey that, you know, art was there for you during those times as well. Could you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah. So I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's when probably when I was about 15 years old, my mom has always been, I attribute a lot of my stuff to my mom actually, but she also has Hashimoto's and she's done the conventional route. And, um, and then when I was a teenager, she started doing a lot of her own research and exploring through root cause protocols getting connected with functional medicine practitioners and kind of going that route because she was finding more success for her personally. Not to say that conventional medicine isn't helpful for other people, but for us, for her, and then for me, you know, taking a more root cause approach was definitely something where we started finally seeing results. I was, you know, as a teenager, really angsty, Uh, a lot of hormone, hormonal shifts, obviously happening throughout high school and college. And so, there was a lot of like, let's just throw all the spaghetti spaghetti at the wall and just see what sticks from her her mindset probably. And so just, you know, for herself and her own Hashimoto's diagnosis, but then also for me, because of having Hashimoto's on top of also being a teenager with the angst. Um, and so then in my twenties, when I was starting my business, I health completely took a backseat. It was not even a thought of mine until, And I knew that I had to take my thyroid medication or I should, and I would go probably months, if not years where I wouldn't take it because I wouldn't go to the doctor. I wouldn't get my blood work done, you know, that sort of normal kind of common scenario with a lot of people. And so I was at this time too, building a business and working 80 80 hours a week, not uh, standing up really ever (laughs) sitting and hunching over my desk and painting and doing design jobs, I was doing a lot of wedding invitations at the time. And uh, this is when, like, probably I was probably three or four years into my business. I was about 26 or 25 or 26. And um, I had a really, uh, like, horrible kidney infection that put me in the hospital. It was so, so painful. If anybody's had a kin- kidney infection, is, I do not wish that on, upon anybody. It was worse than child labor. Right. Um, so I, that was kind of a really big turning point for me. Cause I was just kind of, you know, eating what I wanted to, I was in my twenties. I was mm-hmm. building a business. I was busy. I was, you know, like hanging out with friends when I could and drinking and like doing things that. Yes. Ne- Back, I know, like, okay, maybe don't eat all of the things that you chose to eat, like processed foods and alcohol all the time. Like, let's chill a little
0: bit. Right. Um,
1: but you know, I so that was a big wake-up call for me. I was um thankfully not in the hospital for very long, but it was extremely painful and I never wanted it to happen again. And I was tired, I was depressed, I was a lot of just normal not normal but common uh side effects of the way you treat your body and working so much burnout um these were the, the side effects that I was having and so not sleeping insomnia all these things and trying to really figure it out and the common denominator that all the advice that I got from all the medical professionals that I went and saw and I saw like not millions obviously because that's exaggerating but I saw so many to kind of figure try and figure this out was stress. You need to somehow minimize as much as you can, uh, your stress. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to do that? I have this business to build. Like, I can't just sit around all day. I have clients. I have people waiting for their, their work to be done. Like, how am I supposed to do that? And so, um, the, the, it, it was kind of like this fork in the road moment where I was like, what do I do? Like, do I try and create, uh, like go back to it, my day job, And that way I can turn it off after five or like, what do I do? And so at this point, that's when I started pursuing teaching online courses because I was like, okay, I need to figure out a way where I can create passive income. And I'm hearing this buzzword, passive income, passive income, passive income. And for artists, there's a few different ways to create passive income. But one of them, one of the biggest ones is online courses and teaching. You can do that through platforms like Skillshare, or you can do it on your own. And then another way is through licensing your work. So you create work and then you get royalties or commission on that work. And so I started at the time with online courses. And so I've been teaching online courses since 2014 or 15. And then I eventually went into licensing and I still license my work today as well. Um, But that was like, and I think where a lot of our worlds collide too, just naturally and synchronistically is through the world of burnout. And like, it's obviously so common for people to feel that and engage with burnout in their lifetime and multiple times throughout their lifetime. And it's something that is so difficult with the pressure and the like especially in the day and age that we're in, the country that we live in, all of that. Like it's just like hustle and bustle, people's deadlines, all of that, and feeling like the pressure to keep up. And so that can even happen in a job that you absolutely love what you do. it It can be in an art in a creative industry. And so i I got caught up in this like, oh, shoot. Do I even really like what I'm doing? Do I like creating wedding invitations for other people? Is this why I'm working my booty off so hard like is to create wedding invitations that um ultimately kind of end up in the trash? Like is this my purpose too? Like I love that I'm not working at a financial planning office anymore, but also is this aligned? And so that was a big moment for me for my health and also for the business that I was creating and working so hard to create like is this what I want to do? And so once I started dipping my toes into teaching more, that's when everything opened up and unlocked for me and was like, I love teaching. Teaching is something that I feel is for sure my purpose. My sole purpose uh, here is for teaching. And so I have a YouTube channel now and my husband does all the video for the YouTube channel full-time and editing and stuff. And so we get to work together now, which is cool. Um I don't remember what your original question was
0: but this has been great because you're paralleling so many things and when somebody comes across that prickly feeling of burnout in their body which For those that don't know the official diagnosis, it's feeling depersonalized. Like what you said, what you're doing doesn't feel like it's mattering. Like the, the wedding invitations, they're going in the trash. Is that really, I feel kind of depersonalized. You also have low perceived achievement. Are you making progress in what you would like to, and then emotional exhaustion and you checked all three boxes. And I think the hard part about burnout is it's so a a shameful experience. We all are told like, oh, well, you should avoid it. You know, it's, it's like, if you get burned out and like you and I are saying, no, it's when you're going to get burned out, it's going to happen. And that's okay. Recognizing it and then pedaling back and going, okay, like you're, you're, there is no one right solution through burnout. And I like how you sort of sat back and said, do I want to go back to that job? That is kind of boring. Not really my thing, but I could turn off my brain and then I could have, you know, my own, on and off switch and and live my life outside of work. And that's absolutely a valid choice. A lot of people do that. Jobs do not have to be your identity. If you want something, pays the bills, you know, that is fine. But then you also looked at the other choice and said, well, no, I really like what I'm doing, but I need to 80-20. I need to make sure that I'm doing what I love. And, and similar to what I'm helping health practitioners see is, Looking at your job in different ways. You know, you chose to say, How can I have more of me out there without putting more of me out there and burning out? So you said, Let's teach online courses. And that's what a lot of my practitioners are learning to do that you can reach people in different ways by putting courses out there and hosting group visits in your online medical exam room instead of the one-on-one, because let's be honest, we don't have enough healthcare practitioners doing root cause medicine. So we need to be out there. And I love that you're doing this and found your, your purpose and you're more you know revitalized. So mm-hmm. as we know, there's always that danger of burnout because when you love your job, oh my gosh, it's a dopamine high. You love pleasing other people with your work and love doing what you're doing. So how do you fortify yourself against burnout now?
1: Well, health is now probably the most important thing in my, well, obviously besides like my relationships with my husband and my son and all of that. But like for something that I keep at the forefront of every single day is my workout. I do not skip my workout or at least like a a 20 minute walk outside um, getting sunrise, uh, getting my eyes on the sunrise is also something that's like an absolute game changer for me and, in, in just, you know, initiating thyroid hormone and just like making sure that I'm starting my day in a kind of slower, more meditative state, instead of just like flip on the lights, let's go get ready for school and do the drop off and then answer emails, go to meetings and all of that. So taking a little bit of extra time and, you know, setting my alarm a little bit earlier than I normally would. And my body's totally used to it now, but health is something that is so much my priority now, because obviously I experienced in my early twenties, building my business and like totally crashing my health and having to go a lot further back and like really kind of not start over with my health, but it it kind of felt like I was like doing a lot of big stuff. Sure. You know, we're just sure. Yeah. And Oh, go ahead. Oh, so I was just going to say, it's, it's something that's really, really important to me now, the way I eat, the way I start my day, you know, exercising, moving throughout my day. I never just sit for six hours or until I have to pee. Um, And then I finally get up when it's like the very last second before I'm about to pee my pants. And then I get up because that's how I used to work. I would be like, I can't move. There's so much to do. I, I can't get up. I can't get up to eat. I can't get up to stretch. I can't get up to pee. So I would literally sit at my desk. So unhealthy. For many reasons. Um, And so now it's every hour I'm setting an alarm so that I'm getting non-screen time, uh, going out in the sun, stretching, walking, whatever it is, doing some sort of movement. I have a standing desk now so that I'm not sitting um, pretty much ever there's sometimes where, you know, there are times where I'm sitting, um, obviously we don't want to stand all day, but anyway, so health is a huge priority for me. And I feel like it's just like, when I have that as my North star, everything starts to just trickle into place and like cast this cascades of like, Oh, it feels like Jenna's on fire today. She's able to focus. She's in the right mood to like paint and get creative, but then also in the right mood to, and has the right amount of focus
0: for meetings and pitches and all of this kind yes. of stuff. Yes. Oh yes. You are hitting it because this is the double double edged sword of the discussion of burnout flow and and just wellness and taking care of yourself is a lot of people get prickly when you say well you're telling me that i've got to help myself with burnout and it's really the system and it's it's kind of yes and it's both i mean the system of the capitalist hustle culture is there. And yeah, I couldn't blame the system, but you also have to be your own advocate. You have to set your own boundaries. And that's the, the thing a lot of people don't get. They view creativity or flow as something that you just wait for, or it's just random, or you just it's going to happen in a cabin on the woods, or mm-hmm. you know, you're lucky, you're talented. No, if you create more boundaries, more platforms of support for yourself, more of a circadian rhythm, more of a cadence of your own behaviors and habits, you actually are more in the flow. So it's something that people don't quite understand until they do it. And they realize, whoa, if I really do pay attention to my life, not in a rigid, like I have to always do the same thing every day, but knowing your own little switches inside that for you waking up and seeing the sun and Mm -hmm. doing your own exercise in the morning, you know, that might be something different for another person. Maybe they're a night owl, but whatever it is, finding your own recipe, finding what is good for you. That is both parasympathetic. So you get that recovery, that rest. So you're allowed to be more energized and productive on your flow time. That's exactly what the key is to living a well-balanced life. And I absolutely love that. I feel like we're very parallel. I have a timer as well. I get up and I do so I can do a wall sit or I move or I do a downward dog or I go outside in Wisconsin when it's nice, you know, and it's, just so neat that you're, you're helping people realize that this is really foundational. It's simple. You know, our life, our bodies are, you know, just these meat skeletons that need oxygen and food and movement and creativity. Um, So what would you say is the most fun thing that you enjoy doing in your typical workday?
1: well painting uh whenever whenever i get a chance which is pretty often i always try to make time throughout my week to do something that is not related or tied to any sort of job or uh, like you know teaching or anything that i'm doing so when when i'm able to weave that in that's probably something that i enjoy the most but honestly um and this is absolutely 100% true i love and feel so lit up when i'm teaching and so um, when I'm doing it like a live class, like in-person live class, I, I love meeting people. I love showing people because I, this is another thing that I encounter all the time. Not only with like, oh, flow is something that happens when I'm in a cabin in the woods or whatever flow is possible for everyone. Flow is a skill that you can develop as mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, the same thing comes in my classes, in the comments on our YouTube channel, on my Instagram, whatever is I can't draw for, you know, what or I can only draw a stick figures. And so my kind of, I guess, mission in life is to show people that if you can draw a circle, you can draw a flower. If you have the, patience and the draw or the desire to want to learn how to draw, you will be able to learn how to draw. It's just like going to the gym and developing muscles. Obviously there are some people who are more, disp- or who are more disposed to predisposed to being more athletic. Just like there are people who are more predisposed to being artistic. Yes. It doesn't mean that you can't go to the gym if you're not predisposed to being athletic, or you can't pick up a pencil and learn how to draw yes. if you're not predisposed to being artistic.
0: Yes. And I love that. I love that you have that analogy. That's absolutely true. It's like that, that phrase, run your own race when you're a a marathon runner. And I remember picking up that sport, just, you know, seeing what that's like and realizing, oh, it's not a competition, except how much better can I do, you know, compared to what I did yesterday. And you're doing this for people across, you know, the world saying, oh, I can learn how to do these things. I don't have to be Picasso or Michelangelo. I can just do it in my own signature way. And that's so cool that you're inspiring them. What's your favorite like flow technique to get them like thawing their brain and realizing that they can get into flow?
1: Yeah. So I love doing a flow writing exercise um, or like a flow draw sketch type thing. I just like to do, I I used to doodle on journals, like in all over everything, every surface desks underneath the (laughs) desks walls at school, my shoes, erasers, like I I was not paying attention in school. I was doodling on everything. And so I go back to this doodle that I used to do all the time when I was in school in like elementary school, all the way through it. And then as a server too, when I was a server in downtown Chicago, I would do this on my server book, but it was just this like these little half circles stacked on each other five times. And then you do it in like waves. Anyway, it's hard to describe.
0: Oh, almost like a tangle, where like, it's just sort yeah, of, know, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So it's like staggered and it's creating these waves or whatever. So I love doing something that's repetitive and that's all that artistic quote unquote talent is, or artistic skill is, is re- repetition. And so doing something repetitively, understanding the seven different lines, the seven different curves, understanding composition perspective or whatever, all comes down to your motor skills and your muscle memory. And so doing something that's repetitive, doing something that is maybe so basic and seems so simple, but doing it repetitively and doing it over and over again, within five minutes, you can drop into flow state just by doing something that's patterned wise, creating something repetitive and creating like a pattern all the way, filling up your sheet and you're in flow. And then at that moment, and I love doing in my own practice, I love doing, and then I encourage this in my course, the art within, after you fill up that sheet with that flow pattern, Uh, doing a writing, an automatic writing exercise, similar to morning pages, like what Mm -hmm. Julia Cameron has in The Artist's Way, Mm -hmm. but doing an automatic or free write, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter what it's called, Just for 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever, seeing whatever comes up for you, you can have a prompt or not have a prompt depending on how much you're struggling with it, you want to stay in flow. So if you need a prompt because you're struggling and your mind is coming online and saying like, oh, I don't know if I should say that or what this is even meaning or whatever, then maybe you need a prompt that day Mm -hmm. to keep yourself in that like parasympathetic flow place. Um, But just writing, whatever comes to mind, sometimes it's gibberish. Sometimes it's meaningful and very like insightful. Maybe your subconscious comes through, maybe certain things come through that you didn't think bothered you about the conversation
0: the day before. And then you're realizing, right, (laughs) they do. (laughs) Right, right. I love this. You give this unstructured structure, which is what it sounds very paradoxical, but it's so true, especially when we have careers. I have a lot of, you know, I'm teaching health practitioners, and let's be honest, we're all very driven, very overachievers, mm-hmm. stuck in perfectionistic thinking, um, and those patterns are hard to break because it served us well to get where we're at. And so, to sit in a auditorium full of practitioners and say, "Okay, I'm going to have you open up your imagination, and you're going to do this thing," it's like, "Well, I'm not doing it right. Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? Well, how do I do it right?" You know. And I love how you're providing structured, you know, a, a template. Like, start here. And just play with it. And I like how you give the option of if you need a prompt today, that's fine. You can journal on a prompt. Maybe not. Just a free write, you know, experience. And that is so helpful. And I would imagine people in your classes, you might see a difference from day one to whenever they're done with your class, how easy they feel to get in there. It's like going to the gym. Like you said, you walk in, you won't know at all about the equipment. Mm-hmm. After you work with a personal trainer, after you learn your form, you're always going to improve. You're never going to be done. And so that's like art. You get in and you repeat things. And the more you repeat, the the better you get, the more you understand it, or you find something new. Um, I love this. So tell me more about if you, let's fast forward 20 years. What would you want to be known for? What would you want to have people say at like a cocktail party when you're not there? What would you want to be known for?
1: Oh, that's a... That's a good question. I've never thought of this question. I uh, I guess what I would want to be known for is sh- just showing people how powerful their own abilities and their own body, their own mind already are and the capabilities that they already have within them. Um, and just being able to show everyone that they have this beautiful resource flow state to tap into throughout their lives, whether they're creating something, they're painting, they're drawing, they're creating music, or they're in conversation with someone or doing the dishes, whatever. They have this amazing resource that they can tap into to create more peace, to create more drive and passion, to create more Uh, problem-solving abilities, all of these things, Um, and it's not just about flow state, but just showing people that they have so much is untapped within them, so many untapped abilities, so many untapped just like worlds and visualization and imagination and all these beautiful places that I want people to go to, and because of the way culture and society is, we're shoved out of it constantly, and we now with screens, we have to battle Uh, the our attention going elsewhere and so just showing people the beauty of everyday life the beauty of their own imagination the beauty of their subconscious mind and
0: their the beauty of their their untapped abilities to create something beautiful that is beautiful I love that it's so important and I'm so glad that you're out there echoing this important message you are definitely inspiring so many people to learn just painting watercolor just tapping into their own like you said their own reservoir of flow that is sitting there existing. It's, it's coming at a great time with one of my favorite books that was recommended by another artist called the uh, laziness does not exist by Devin price. And it's uh he, he's a researcher, uh, I think in Chicago, actually PhD and just. The idea that, you know, we don't have to be hustling and artists also struggle because there is that social media, like, Ooh, I want to see what you're doing and how many likes can you get? And it's that, that accelerator and break that we all need to have where it's like, you know, just dipping into flow for the sake of being human and living a human experience of joy and wellness. And I love that you're doing this in your classes, in your books, please tell us where can we find more of you, Jenna?
1: Yeah. So if you want to learn art things, I have a ton of watercolor, sketching, a bunch of art tutorials on my YouTube channel. That's just youtube.com forward slash Jenna Rainey channel. My website is jennarainey.com if you're interested in my art within course, or I have a lot of creative business owner courses for stationary designers, for licensing and a bunch of other stuff. Um, And then my Instagram is just at Jenna Rainey. So tons of tips and resources on my Instagram, a lot of behind the scenes currently of the construction that I'm going through with my art studio (laughs) and filming this course um, and whatnot. So yeah, that's where you can find me, my courses, my tutorials and all of that. Oh, and my books. My books (laughs) My books are called Everyday Watercolor um everyday watercolor everyday watercolor flowers and then everyday watercolor sketchbook are currently out there on amazon barnes and noble target all the places where you can buy books probably local library even if you want to check it out for free and then i have my third in-depth how-to watercolor book everyday watercolor seascapes coming out in 2024 so keep your eyes peeled that's gonna Fun. be probably my favorite one so
0: Ooh, that's exciting. Thank you so much, Jenna. You definitely are a catalyst for helping everybody learn more about flow and art and just enjoying, you know, being creative for all of the benefits that creativity has for us. And thank you for being so candid and sharing your journey. Um, we're all lucky and better off knowing you. And I have no doubt that our worlds will overlap again. So thank you for being on the podcast, Jenna.
1: Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. I do hope that our worlds collide once again. I mean, it's like you said, so parallel, all the interests. And I'm so, so happy I got introduced to you because uh, what you shared in your lesson in The Art Within is just awesome and mind-blowing. And so you're a wonderful, amazing teacher as well. And so thank you for your time and for inviting me on this podcast.
0: Absolutely. We're all teachers and we're all students, which makes it so much fun. Thanks again, Jenna. And for everybody listening, keep coloring outside the lines. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing as a physician who survived my own burnout by prescribing creativity. I love teaching others how to apply the neuroscience of flow to redesign their work-life masterpiece in a world where burnout will always exist. Cultivating flow takes practice and I've developed a three-step system that you can learn in my aha flow infused time management guide. This free downloadable guide will help you anchor, highlight, and activate flow channeling calendar blocking methods so you can bend time and find more joy in your day. Head to drlarasalyer.com forward slash links and keep coloring outside the lines.